Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to the Embassy Talks with M and J. Um, let's see. Before we get into church announcements, how are you, Jade? <laughs> well rested and yeah. Cold, but good. <laughs> it is cold. Like, yeah. Temperatures dropped around our parts this week. Um, my sciences were not prepared. Uh so if I sound a little like down and sniffly, that's why. But I'm I'm good otherwise I'll just probably be drinking a lot of tea after. Um hey Dallas, hey Abby, hope y'all are well. Uh church announcement. So thank you to everybody who um subbed for Shigo cosplay. Uh also thank you for that date. Um but thank you for everybody who's uh contributed to the Shigo cosplay that will be happening next Wednesday, I believe, right? We doing the dual cosplay. Um, and also side note, I realize she goes costume is like, or she goes outfit is like half green. So I'll probably just like do without the green screen. So y'all just, y'all might see the rest of the, the game room. Y'all might see just the green screen props, but yeah, I, I haven't decided. So, uh, but it will be happening. Um, merch is still on sale 20% off promo code Muse. Um... I feel like there was something else that I can't remember. Um, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, there is. I do have upcoming announcements, but they'll be likely next week. Um, waiting on things to get a little more solidified. So, uh, but yeah. Oh, thank you, Dallas. Um, any, you got any church announcements, Street? Before. Before the uh, podcast, I'll probably a makeup stream because uh, it's very. I'm doing Cheshire Cat, so <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> so you're gonna see me paint it all the way up. So yeah, uh, the whole new poison ivy next week as well. That's another one I'll do. It's more just uh, fall in order. Nice. Much it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what I'm streaming next week. Uh, <laughs> outside <laughs> outside of the podcast, but I, I will be streaming. But I just haven't decided yet. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's get right into it. Uh. So first off. Um. Missionaries from Christian Aid Ministries uh, got kidnapped in Haiti a couple of days ago. Um, a Haitian gang called the 400 uh, Mawazo uh, kidnapped a group of American and Canadian missionaries and is asking for $17 million or $1 million for each person to release them. Um, and it's this isn't the first time that people have gotten kidnapped in Haiti. Uh, it's actually part of a growing problem because gangs have taken over because of Haiti's poor uh, economic conditions. And there's also the leadership vacuum because the president was assassinated in July. So still reeling from that. Um, so gangs have taken over. Um, uh, so for example, five priests and two nuns, including two French citizens, were abducted in April um, in Croix de Bouquet and, and were released later that month and at least 628 incidents in the first nine months of 2021 alone um or there there were at least 620 
628 incidents uh, in the first nine months. Um, so for over half the year. So, and that's according to a report by the Haitian nonprofit Center for Analysis and Research in Human Rights. Um, which it kind of ties into why they're, they're framing it as like a border crisis, uh, with more Haitian migrants right now because, um, Haitian citizens kind of won't out because of the conditions and because they're so bad. Um, so kind of ties in, uh, they do have state department and FBI working, um, this, uh, I believe secretary Blinken, uh, kind of gave an update, if not today, definitely yesterday. So yeah, that's where we are. Um, still a season of international incidents, but what, so what's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. It's the fact that it's such an alarming date. It's like 628 into a, and the first nine months of 2011. Like, that, that's a lot. Yeah. 628. Um, but with it, it's just... My thing is always um, when they ask for this ransom, especially from Americans, because one, unless they're doing it from a, a private source because we're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists, things like that. So uh, you um, really won't get a ransom, like, officially from the government. Uh, that doesn't mean by any means that, like, other ways and other resources that people can pull to get to pay the ransom. But then you always run that risk when you pay it, if they're going to come back for more. Right. And my thing is, like, when you're targeting missionary groups... It's it's kind of interesting to me because like, and I'm not necessarily looking down missionary groups because like I I do believe that the people who are doing it believe that they're doing the right thing, but it did come from like a history of a form of colonization. So it's a complicated yep. feeling. It's like, well, I don't want you to be kidnapped, but also, how you know these people want to be converted? It's a very, like you said, how you know if they want to be converted? Because it's something that, since they've been colonizing, that they've always brought this one major thing that they always, uh, people bring is religion mm -hmm. uh, to regions that they feel need that religion. And I always feel that you shouldn't push your own onto it. That's why, like, even uh, in America, uh, unless you can trace back where your family comes from in Africa, you can't say like, oh, well, we've always been Christian. It's like, no, it's like, that's what was brought, they when they brought people over yeah, and they taught them Christianity. It's like, we've always and, been Christian since we've been in America. Yeah, exactly. Like, but before that, there were things that predate that. Right. Uh, it's like, this was something that was taught to, to the people brought, enslaved and brought over. Um, and so it's just like, yeah, so like even in this day and age, like you said, when they go on mission trips, like I like I believe that you have a good heart and that you're wanting to do these things, but also it's a really deep set, <laughs> like the, the roots of it. <laughs> but it's like it's sad that they're kidnapped, like ooh, modern day kidnappings, but really just holding them hostage for yeah. millions of dollars, and it's it brings just more 
negative light to Haiti at the moment. Just mm-hmm. because, one, it's like, within the past decade, they've had natural disasters, uh, like I said, the president's assassination, so their whole government is in turmoil. The people are wanting to leave, so they're, like, you have the refugees trying to get into other countries and have, struggling with that itself. Uh, and it's like, this is just another thing to add on, which is going to help with that hate rhetoric that mm-hmm. people love to spew. Uh, when they're like, see, this is why. And it's just like, that. this is not going to help the people who... But it, it's not going to help the people who are actually fleeing because right. they're fleeing this. Right, they're, they're, <laughs> they they're also... They're also fleeing the gangs, but it's going to be a bunch of rhetoric of like, see, they're bringing the gangs over. First it was MS-13, now it's a Moazo, or 400 Moazo. Can't can't bring them nowhere. But no, but, and that's the thing, I I feel like politicians know this, but they're just being intellectually dishonest and preying on the, the, um, raw emotions, uh, of their constituents, but it's not that, I mean, yes, the gang members can infiltrate and, you know, move money or whatever they want to do here, but it's not going to be an influx of gang members. Um, the gangs are trying to essentially take control of the home country mm-hmm. because they understand that system and that revenue more. They can't really do that here in America because they'd be kind of caught up pretty quickly. Yes. Um, again, politicians being intellectually dishonest and, uh, preying on, on the raw media emotions of us versus them. So they're, they're not going to say that, but it's just, it's just another talking point to have like, well, in this case, have stricter immigration policies. Yeah. And it's all going to negatively blow back and make it harder for make it harder for the ones who seek asylum who want that better life who want to get away from all this and it's like oh that's another thing <laughs> yeah um but yes yeah, so hopefully hopefully those who are kidnapped are returned um the trend seems to be that you know if, especially if they came from a western uh, country they seem to be returned either once they get their money or within some days um but it's kind of I feel like it's kind of getting to that progression of like well today is missionaries tomorrow it might be uh diplomats or um statesmen um so yeah I mean I'm hoping that doesn't happen but it I can kind of see that progression especially if the gangs down there are kind of like no hose bar going all out, um, trying to do as much as possible to get as much money as possible, so. So, just a slight domestic update. Uh, moving on to Russia. Who can't ever stay out the news? Uh, yeah, so Russia has uh, suspended its mission to NATO. Um, basically, then I, I know I put pulling out NATO in the title, but basically they're just um, saying that they're not going to be around as much. They're not going to be involved. They may not pay their dues to NATO. It's, it's a soft pullout. Um, pause, no pause. Uh, 
But it, this comes after NATO expelled eight diplomats from Russia's uh, mission earlier this month because they said they were working as intelligence officers. Uh, for those of you who don't know, intelligence officers are basically spies. Um, that's that's the technical term for spying. Um, so relations between NATO and Russia have been strained since Moscow annexed uh, Ukraine's Crimea, uh, Crimean Peninsula back in 2014. Um, and of course, the uh, Russian statesman, uh, diplomat, if you want to call him that, Lavrov, Sergei Lavrov, uh, confirmed to Russian media that the move was in response to NATO's actions and accused the military alliance of not being interested in equitable dialogue, um, so plausible deniability. Uh, and basically, they said, don't call us, we'll call you. Don't, don't call me unless it's urgent. Um, that's what Russia said to NATO. Uh Hit up our ambassador in Belgium um, if the NATO if NATO members have any urgent matters. So they are they are slowly but surely getting more dinner with uh, the Western uh, organizations because this this is kind of like a pretty big move. They've been in NATO for for a minute now, at least twenty years, if not longer. For them to like, this is like a soft pull out of data. It's like ooh, countries and territories that are in that whole agreement to really just kind of because it's just, it's the whole it's the whole military a political and military alliance of those countries. So for them to kind of step out a little bit, like like we already know Russia. <laughs> <laughs> They do like they don't even like skirt the line. They just kind of see the line, ignore it, <laughs> and do whatever, and then be like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and just kind of fall back like a oh, we're, we're in agreement with each other, right? Like no, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's kind of weird because that's gonna create tensions with they do pull out within other countries too, especially with what's going on uh, with things in China or such. Um, so it kind of is going to create a lot of friction uh, to see how that plays out because if they really do just fully pull out because at that point they're just, like I said, they're tiptoeing the line. Are we in or are we out? Uh, but that's just going to strain the whole relationship between them and other countries that they are in agreements with because if something happens then that's there that's that's one of those things that like oh if a war started and they're like it's another world war like no literally it would be another world war basically Uh, certain yeah i was like because you don't have certain alliances at that point uh and you can see the separation clearly because with Russia itself, we already know how they lean politically and a lot of things that they stand for that are not in agreement with a lot of people's personal views. As a country, uh, we do have dealings with them, but as a whole, like, as we already know as people, you kind of don't want to fool with them. Right. But we have that, like, that civil agreement with them at this point. So this will kind of just deteriorate it, um, and make it to where something happens at that point. It's just like, who knows? It's kind of up in the air. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, at this, at this, it's Russia. It's <laughs> Russia. At this point, it's not that surprising considering like they were playing around in our elections anyway. Um, and then cyber attacking us, um, and then poisoning dissidents. Like it, it's not, it's not too too surprising. Oh yeah, and also uh, took a shot. Uh, but some ah, but she, whoop. I just slipped on the name Assad of Syria, President Assad, but took his side um, in the chemical gassing of uh, Syria's civilians, and yeah, they've kind of been straying away from Western uh, politics for a minute, for a good minute, Um, and it's less so Russia as a state, more so Putin, um, because... uh, with Gorbachev, once Gorbachev and Reagan had that um, start deal established and once they uh, you know actually sat down and talked we were like more friendly with them in the 80s and I forgot who came after Gorbachev but it kind of stayed with Gorbachev's successor and then Putin came in and was like yeah but what about me though so not surprising. I just it's it's just gonna be kind of curious to see like how this all plays out. Um, they're definitely playing a long game, longer game, I would say. Um, not to the level of China, but they're getting there. It makes me wonder too. Uh, just a part of being a NATO, like when they uh, pull their resources together to fund it and to fund certain. Uh, just to fund it uh, for like when they're needing to do implement different policies or uh, when they do joint forces to do certain operations things like that like how much money do they actually put into it and how will that actually affect of course like countries put in multiple so it's not like one it's not as if they're like a major country that puts into the most money but it's interesting to see like percentage like how much do they actually pull into it? Uh, that can have a whole effect as well. It can. At this point, I feel like they're just gonna put in pennies, and not even like <laughs> being hyperbolic. They're gonna put in literal pennies and be like, "We we paid something." Right here. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, but we have a fundraiser going. No, we paid everything. No. Nah. Russia is such a no petty... cookies. Russia is such a petty country when you think of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I uh, I love Russia for not for the people, not for their culture or anything like that. I love it for the buildings cuz I like the architecture. Um and I low key like not even low key, I high key like the language cuz it's a very harsh language. It is. Uh, I was like I love it. Like it just sounds like like when you say it in English, hello, Jade. Like that sounds <laughs> like ah, <laughs> uh, like yeah, like it just sounds. I don't know. I I like it, but <laughs> it reflects the people too because it's kind of like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does. Uh, I'm trying to think. I didn't. I don't think I had anything else for that one. It's just, it's more so an interesting development. Uh, yeah. T- TBD. 
we'll see. We'll see what they do in their next attack. Oh, and low key, like I don't think anything ever is going to change with Russia unless somebody other than Putin is in office, and then with that, it really becomes <laughs> they gotta be better or worse. Right. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, worse. And then we're gonna be like, damn, I wish I missed the Putin era. And I was like, damn, but at least Putin was subtle with it. Right? Like, they they hide. Uh, the, no, I mean, they hide. They don't at the same time. They uh, keep it really, they keep it in-house. Yeah. <laughs> they try not to publicize too much because there's a lot that goes on there. Uh, but they don't like to publicize. It's like, oh, no. Like, we know what you're doing yet. Right. You're not, guys, you guys don't need to see that we're doing it. Possible from that uh, deniability. They do love that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. Okay, this might be quick. Uh. Maybe not. Uh. So moving on to the bigger segment, Twitch Watch. All right, so uh, we were going to start off talking about growth tr- growth trends and like kind of mainly what's been kind of going on, what I've been seeing on Twitter, streamer Twitter, um, and then stuff happened. Hey, what up, Kage? How are you? Uh, feeling all right. Uh, you just came in for the Twitch Watch segment, so this actually be interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you're doing well, Kage. Uh, so Twitch Watch. So first things first, uh, Streamer Lipsticks got hit with an indefinite ban, um, not for anything egregious, uh, nothing like, you know, um, nothing too wild, like not even for a D, uh, DMCA strike, nothing like that. She got banned for, uh, short shorts. For, for wearing short shorts, showing that she was wearing short shorts on stream. Which I didn't realize broke terms of service. <laughs> and not to mention, I'm not shaming, so don't come after me. I'm not shaming, but for the the more scantily clad, <laughs> um, I feel like there's an imbalance there. So we can't wear short shorts, but we can do hot tub time machine... I mean, do you boo with your whatever hustle you got, do you boo. It just, it feels like an imbalance. <laughs> short shorts, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> I was like, so short shorts aren't okay, but wearing a two-piece bikini with, you can have, because I've, I've definitely read the terms on cleavage. Uh, you can have a lot of cleavage. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to have a lot of side boob nor under boob. But cleavage, you can rock. Um, and apparently you can uh, have on bikini bottoms. But don't be outside of a hot tub and with short shorts on. That'll get you banned. Uh, like, that's ridiculous. It's so sexist at that. <laughs> like, what? Like, so because you have on pants. Because they're, they're pants. Um, it's not okay, but for you, like I said, for you to be scantily clad, it's okay as long as you're in a body of water. That's... That's... That's wild. Uh, exactly. Make, <laughs> make that make sense. 
Right. In your home being comfy. And for the record, I, I definitely have been wearing my uh, cloudy shorts. <laughs> I never showed them. But I've definitely been wearing my cloudy shorts when I streamed when it was hot. <laughs> um, I'm wearing shorts now, but these are oversized and borrowed, so they it's not the same. I just... Huh. Duh. I, I cannot. It's... That's like... Uh... Like, okay, so she's been banned a couple times, and then this one, they were just like, oh, nope, this is the last straw. But yet, the same one that we were talking about a week or two ago uh, that got banned and who got put on the list for, like, oh, don't ban her. Right. She was literally today, I tuned in just to see, wearing a, bu a bikini, just kept turning around so you could see her ass. Over and over and over again, and that's all. Like leaning over, I was like, "So you didn't touch the water not once. You didn't see the water." I was like, "But because you're in a hot tub or a hot tub, uh, you're in a, like, a kiddie pool, it's okay." Yeah, like I said, not knocking if you want to do it. Um, however you want to get your bread, do you? I just think when it comes to Twitch's ban rules for streamers, is really. It is starting to get really, uh, yeah, know. really unequal. Uh, uh, yeah. See, we, we called it. We, we said Twitch was going to do some shit. We can't, we can't just talk about growth. <laughs> like, they're doing good. No. <laughs> um, it's dumb. It really is. Like, it really it makes is. no sense to me. And like you said, like I don't knock anybody's hustle. Like get your money how you gotta get it, but you can't make these rules for one and then not for the other. Like, so it's in the terms that like it's. I can't wrap my head around it. That as long as you're in some water, it's okay to show cheek. But if you're not, you better not show any. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> such is life. Like it's... such is life. <laughs> um. Twitch. So Twitch is back on the band bullshit. Uh, but also <laughs> they are rolling out some updates. Um, within the next month or so, so they are gonna have a creative directory for like your artsy streamers, music cooking, things like that. Um, I didn't see talk shows and podcasts on there, though. Uh, but I don't know if it'll... I don't, I don't know if they count that as creative, even though the broader broader creative community counts as, as being creative. But, yeah. So we'll see on that. Um, everybody, I think, now gets a first-time chatter notification. So if they've never been in your chat before, you can see that they're chatting for the first time. Um, which is kind of good for us as mods. Uh... Even though, like, we, we, we're a little more hyper-vigilant because of stuff we've seen. Um, but it's just, uh, it kind of it kind of helps because it's just like, okay, you're new. So we're going to see if you can get the vibes of this channel. Um, and, you know, go from there. Uh, let's see. Oh, they're also rolling out a rewind function for live streams. So you can potentially rewind up to five minutes of the VOD uh, while it's live streaming. Um, they have something called a remind me, which it might be 
it might basically be turning on a notification, but you haven't followed them yet. So if you just want to lurk in there and you're not ready to commit to a follow, maybe I think that's what that uh, feature is for. It's like, remind me to check out this person later. Um, and uh, also there's a button for um, viewers to uh, watch your trailer, channel trailer, if you have one, which kind of reminds me I need to start making one. I will, I will eventually. Um, it's on my list, but they can watch your channel trailer if you have one. Um, so really interesting stuff. Um, I I do like the rewind function because stuff happens and I miss it. Um, they remind me, like I said, I don't know if it's like for lurkers who want to just like, you know, just be like, remind me to catch the streamer later. They didn't really, from what I saw, they didn't really like embellish on that. Um, Creative Directory uh, is good for those who don't game. Like, if their main thing is not gaming, but it's like art, I think that's really good for them to build a community that way. Um, because it's kind of hard. And I know, I know, like, the... We we want... We want the... Um, what do I want to say? We want the sentiment to be that we're not competing, we're all working together, right? But... In a sense, it's hard if you're a creative and you want to be on Twitch, but you don't game. You do like art or music or something like that. And you kind of like, it's different to, it's kind of different to build your community. Um, not saying it's impossible or even more difficult. It's just, you got to work around it because I feel like, I mean, more people are realizing like Twitch isn't just for gaming, but I think at least from the past couple of years, it, it took a minute to shift that perspective because when you first saw Twitch you thought of gaming so um your thoughts though so definitely some of these features are really great and with the remind me because uh, I was reading up on it it lets you just let uh, let you know so if you have your posted schedule because you know how on the creator dashboard you can actually put in the schedules when you want to stream. Mm -hmm. So it'll let those people who are like, if you want to lurk and be like, I want to come back and watch them again. Okay. <laughs> it'll remind you of their schedule. So that way, like, if you like if you were streaming tomorrow, it would remind that person, like, they're streaming tomorrow. So you can tune in when they go live. It's like, oh. And like I say, you don't have to. But I like that because you don't want to make that commitment just yet. And you don't have to, like, kind of search since you're like, what are they? Again, like you have to like look you can just have that little nudge like okay they're gonna go live tomorrow so it's like oh yeah cool i can tune in tomorrow if i want to if i still feel the vibe then i'll follow and then i can just go ahead and uh have my notifications set on yeah uh, so it's like i do like that um i really like the rewind function just because if you miss something midstream like you can have that moment and be like oh snap i missed it uh <laughs> And, like, so you can just hurry up and watch it real quick. But you can still, um, they're, they're doing it to where it's going to be picture in picture. So that way, uh, as long as the streamer has their VOD set up, uh, you'll be able to have the rewind and then above the chat. I think it's, like, above the chat or in the picture. Okay. Uh, it'll have it to where the live is still going. Yeah. So that way you can kind of, like, like when you watch clips, like, you can go and watch a clip and then, like, go right back into the live. Yep. So it's, it's going to be the same thing as, like, just a longer span of time. 
which is good because, like I said, we do funny stuff. I <laughs> we do funny things. Uh, so there's certain people that are like you just kind of want to be like, wait a minute, let me watch that again. <laughs> like, oh, I missed clip it. Like, let me watch that real quick. You can clip it. You have time to clip it live now. Uh, so I was like, I like that feature. So it's it's definitely good. And these are like nice little things that uh, they're rolling out because they've been rolling out uh, more features recently. Because even I got to see it uh, live. Finally, like the promoted one. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised Okay, when I went into a promoted stream and it was somebody who had a lower number of views and I was like oh yeah I mean like I said you could yeah and, and I can't remember because um, I think we said it's like I think they switched it to channel points so you don't have to pay it like with real money um, but it can be something for your community to like if they if they want you to be kind of put on on the front not front front page of Twitch but just like closer to the front of Twitch like it it it's a nice sentiment um it's just that promoted in italics so uh, <laughs> I can't get over that it saw it I was like <laughs> it's the same as like seeing a promoted tweet uh it's just like yeah. I want, meh. but I think, I think it'll just take time to like turn that part off and like, you know, maybe be a little more open to it. Um, I'm gonna still stand by of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want y'all to feel obligated to do that for me. No, just, uh, you know, tw like my tweets, uh, word of mouth is good. That that's, that's about it. <laughs> um, I just got to the point where I started promoting too, so. But, yeah, so, um, but you said they had like a lower number of reviews and stuff, and. I feel a little bit more confident, like, oh, it's not just gonna go like to huge streamers, like. Yeah. Normal, normal people who are not in that 1% of partner and above an ambassador <laughs> are actually gonna be able to utilize this how it should be, which is like, oh. Like that's that's the really the only thing that was holding me back for that for that feature. So with that seeing it live, it was like, all right, cool. Like maybe that might be, it might be a good thing. Like I can see it now. Yeah, I can understand it more. Yeah, like so, I said, yeah. I, I I got the reasoning behind it, and I do like the sentiment of it. I think it's just because of social media. Um, already we got so used to thinking a certain way about when seeing something is promoted. So it's just like. Eh, eh, but <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely understand because you know, if you're on here, chances are you do want to grow more. So, um, we're not on the growth trends yet, so that wasn't a speaking of, but um, <laughs> okay, moving on. So, I don't know if you caught this, uh, streamer Valkyrie, uh, recently, actually, today. Uh, promoted a blue light protection skincare lotion thing. Um, it was a thing. I didn't know that existed and or that was an issue for your skin. Um, she, she, she slash whatever company was pushing it. It was more so on the company than her. Um, got some backlash, got, got some backlash. 
got quite a bit of backlash. It, it was dragged. It, it it was dragged quite a bit across Twitter. Uh, so, um, again, don't knock anybody's hustle. Uh, if if it's a product you believe in, then go for it. I just never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, especially. The main problem with that is that there is no science behind it yeah. that, like, proves that the blue light damages your skin. Uh, so that's where it's it, it feels very scamish. Because <laughs> uh, they're using, like, that's uh, that's the whole thing with uh, marketing, that you use those flashy words. Yeah. So, like, um, blue light glasses are big, but those are actually needed because they help your eyes. Uh, yeah. like they help protect your eyes just like when you go get sunglasses like you wouldn't wear clear glasses you wear uv rays because so that way they don't hurt your eyes uh your skin is a whole different thing because your computer monitors uh, and tvs do not emit enough to cause damage to i didn't your think skin. so like if because we've kind of <laughs> dispelled and or ignored the <laughs> ignore the um uh, what you call it, the advice of don't stand too close to the microwave because gamma rays. So, like, if we ignore that, then we likely weren't paying attention to blue light on the skin. For the eyes, for sure, like you said, because um, they do, and I'm not wearing mine because I, I wanted my makeup to show. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, but they do protect your eyes. Um, for those who get uh, migraines more than others, so I should be wearing them. I'm just hard-headed. Um, but, um, yeah, they do protect your eyes, they do protect your, your nervous system, um, if you're sensitive to stuff like that, uh, with migraines, so, like, with the glasses, it makes, I just never heard of blue light skin care, I don't know the, I, I want to, hmm, I don't know the, if there are studies, <laughs> not i mean there are but that's why i was saying there's there have been like limited studies on it and nothing conclusive to show that it actually is harmful to your skin uh and another thing with it is that even on the website for uh for the skincare line even though they make all these claims if you go under their terms and conditions it actually says that like they're not responsible for any uh misinformation on their site oh uh, yeah i saw that. that yeah it's like if it's not accurate i'm like so it's like wait wait so wait. what's the point what's <laughs> what is the point then you're right so you're basically telling me yeah this will help you but we could be lying so we take no responsibility if we're lying about it like <laughs> see like that's how you know it's just like it's bs it's it really is i feel this this is bad. Why? How do I feel more confident confident in like a Kardashian product than this? Like, bro, <laughs> you better it sell out. It, it might. Like it. You know what? When the one chick was selling her bathwater, it sold out. So there, there is somebody who who will definitely like still buy it. Wait, that was that was a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and and the Goop line or oh wait nope I'm mixing up two things yeah no Goop Goop but she uh but Goop did have something with the vagina uh something and I was like huh so, <laughs> I think 
was like a scented candle or something that it's supposed to smell like. I was like, you're winning. I think. Went, girl, you're doing the most. Yeah, because I think she did it and then Erica Badu did it. But she was like, yeah, but I actually burned my panties and made incense out of it, not a candle. Um, I wonder if you. Hmm, I... <laughs> my girl literally was selling her bath water to like little e-boys. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> Oof. This Kylie's Kylie skincare is trash. Um I don't use I don't use every product. I just use a eye thingy. What do you call that? I the one with for your um for the bags under your eyes. Which it could eye just serum. Yeah, the eye serum. It could just be like makeup or something, but I mean I don't have dark circles, so that that one that one I'll vouch for. Everything else you probably right, Abby. You know, Loki has a really good skincare line that you would never think is great, is good, but it is. Paris Hilton. I believe Her, it. Um, it's good. Like, and not a lot of people even know, like, you would think like, oh, it's gonna be like, no, it's not like pink and all that stuff. Like, it's actual skincare. It's actual stuff in it that's good for your skin. Uh, like, there are people who want the gimmick of it being like kind of it's not super glittery but it is like a tint mm. of it but like it's actually good it's really good <laughs> like that's my favorite cleanser to use it cleans my face really well yeah uh, yeah i actually believe it because you know why like paris paris comes from comes from a long line of business people um not knocking the kardashians but they're like newer to this uh, than Paris Hilton is. She had a whole, she, Hilton. Um, so, low line of business people probably had the right people in place to make her products. Um, yes, she might have started out doing gimmicky stuff, but, like, when you actually look at what she does, it's like, oh, you care about things. But, I mean, yes. Kim is, like, actually becoming that same way. It's like, oh, Kim cares about things and she's kind of relatable. So, um, or not as her assistant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, also, side note, uh, Kim not only started out uh, as Paris's assistant, but actually working, and, or not not working, but she was like hanging around Wendy Williams' um, assistants and stuff, and she was just like hanging around the show. Um, was it the show or radio station? I think radio station. Radio station, yeah. So that's how she got more of the tips and trades and stuff. Um, Back to the blue light skincare line though, because that's what that's how we got off. Uh, um, <laughs> this one was actually easy to follow. Like, how do we get off track? But blue light skincare line, I'm guessing you're not buying. <laughs> and again, no. <laughs> like it's it's there is no science behind it. There is no proof behind it even when you like there's there's nothing behind it so it's not necessary uh, until a scientist comes on there and like actually says like oh no th these are actually dangerous to your skin I'm not buying this stuff I already use SPF like I'm good I'm good yeah. what about you? <laughs> no <laughs> I am um... I am in the realm of saving money these days, so, you know, that's just not on my really need list. <laughs> um, I have other goals and other things I'd like to buy, and that's not one of them. Um, after all the dragging 
that that pr- promotion announcement got today on Twitter, I was just like, "Ooh, y'all ruthless." <laughs> I wouldn't want to say I, I was uh gonna try it even if I were interested, but no, no, it's not it's not for me. I'll stick to my I'll stick to my uh my regular skincare routine. Um, yeah. That claim to do like to protect your uh, skin from skincare stuff. So this stuff is like been around, but it's not been like highly publicized or uh, highlighted as much because they weren't really using that as a selling point. Yeah, because there really isn't that much. Like again, there's not that much science behind it. So they always have. They always never say it's definitive that it'll help. They said it may protect against this or it'll help do this. Like, and but it's never been a main selling point for it, right? Uh, which is why it's never been really big. But when you have somebody like, look, we're put a streamer behind it, so then all of a sudden it's like, what? <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm curious of like how much do they pay Valkyrie for that. <laughs> Oh no, your mic was muted. What'd you say? Mop some money. <laughs> Had to. Had to have. But I, I'm also curious of like, <sighs> this is a cynic in me. It was. I, I'm just more so like, was the bag that good, or do you really believe in this product? I'd like to know. I know that's the cynical side of me. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sometimes from now I'd be like, I was in there creating it with it, but where are you? Where are you in the labs? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I don't I don't doubt that she probably took a tour or something, but me. I was in the lab <laughs> <laughs> I walked through. Exactly. Like <laughs> <Heck> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, growth trends. Um, this is kind of more so like an observation and just kind of like a let's talk about it moment. So, uh, right, a simple tour. So, been noticing that um, not not everybody, not everybody on Twitch, but just generally uh, numbers have been fluctuating, kind of trending downward in the past couple months. Um, There's a lot more conversations of how to grow on Twitch uh, or how to grow as a streamer, period. Uh, A lot more people are saying like, uh, diversify your content, get on more apps like YouTube, TikTok, create your content there, have something Something about you. I won't say something unique because saying have something unique about you, I feel like, I feel like we talked about this before, but saying something, saying have something unique about you kind of puts a lot of pressure to do something to stand out. And sometimes I feel like, and this isn't like directed at anybody, this is just a general thing, but sometimes I feel like that leads to you doing something that you actually don't enjoy or doing something that basically doing something that's a caricature of yourself instead of being your authentic self. Um, speaking of authentic selves, uh, that's another thing that people always tell you as far as like growth, like be your authentic self. 
Um, which I think it does lead to, um, there, there's truth in that because you, you will find your community like, um, and I'll, I'll just be, uh, I'll throw it out there. Like, cause you know, uh, we, we all cool and we're close. So my personality is not going to be the exact same as Jam's. I can't do what he does. Um, <laughs> if I, <laughs> and also I'm not in the environment to do what he does because, uh, I'm still in an apartment right now and my neighbors would probably call, uh, call the complex on me. Um, but generally it's like, you, you can't really copy somebody else. You do kind of need to like be yourself, be like a presentation of yourself or be like, how you are in public yeah live version how you are in public um but let let yourself your personality shine through like don't like try to be a copy or uh exact copy of somebody or you know i think it's i think it's okay to be influenced to have some influences because i would say even like my channel has like some influences um just from other streamers I've watched. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is nice a nice aesthetic. So but just like take it and make it your own. Um but yeah, um but there have been there have been like a lot of conversations of how to grow and how to grow your community. Um just like mainly on streamer Twitter. Um some on Twitch too because there are people who uh are stream coaches and uh do like actually give you advice and look at your channel and stuff um i'm not doing that i'm just like it's it's just more so observation time for me uh i feel like i don't have the what would you say you know how like you probably have the same advice as someone who may be considered more reputable but because you um may not have that big an influence yet it not that it'll fall flat but it just might not reach as many ears so that's that's kind of where i am on that but um also i'm still learning and growing growing too i've only been on here a year uh i don't know everything uh <laughs> so let's see um but yeah and just like using utilizing your social media more not just for promoting your stream, uh, you know, every day. Don't, don't, don't let it be like a, I'm going live where it's just a channel where you go live. Like, um, actually like engage with other people on there and kind of like show your humor, show who you are, show how you think about certain things. Um, I also saw advice of like, don't always talk about uh, streaming or Twitch, uh, on your social media. Um, which we could we could like kind of get into in a little bit, but I was just like that's it's like I see where they come from. Um, I do see where it come from, and but I mean I guess it just depends on what kind of community you want to grow to. So, um, because I actually I actually have gotten more interested in like the whole Twitch watch thing and politics of Twitch. Uh, of course I'd be naturally drawn to it, but yeah. So, um. That's kind of just like the general observations. Like I said, numbers, I think across the board have kind of been trending down. Could be due to more places opening up, school actually being back in session and, you know, it's not being, it's no longer a virtual school, but it's like school school. Um, 
I know those are the two main things. Um, and maybe just like people, people got sick of the hate raids and stuff and they were just like, I'm just breaking off of Twitch for a minute. So, um, but general, general overlay of this, but yeah, got any thoughts, um, indoor advice? So definitely, I think that played a part in the growth, uh, declining for a lot of channels was just because the world started opening up more. Uh, people are no longer like at home 24 seven. So that makes a huge difference because plus a lot of people who are not full-time streamers who are doing this, we, we have jobs. Yeah. Like, we had to go we back to back, work. We, we went back to work. So oh. when it used to be like, I could get on, you can get on in the middle of the afternoon right. or like, or people could sit there and do like 12 hour streams or like six hour streams or whatever. Now it's kind of like, a, oh, I got to plan on oh, my off day. <laughs> I got to plan on my um, off day. I can't engage as much on social media or in Discord. Yeah. Can't uh, be up as late. I can't do this. So it's like you're limited to what you can do at this point uh, within your with your time uh, for some people. So like that definitely played a major role in it. Because uh, I was like, I used to just be on all the time. I had I had a set schedule and then like work happens. And it's like, huh? yeah, no. <laughs> Man, I used um, I used to go on go on whenever. Uh, I used to stream for like five to six hours at a time. It was like yeah. I used to get off work because when I was working from home, I would get off work and at six o'clock on the dot, I went live Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday. It's like I was like boom on like those were my days i was i was ready and it's just like i was as i was getting off work i'm sitting here like setting up my computer my uh laptop and like streaming the stuff on the side while i'm clocking out of work like but like now it's just like you the world is open so it's like nope gotta drive home gotta get unwind from my day gotta get something to eat gotta go to the bathroom gotta go do this uh so it's like that again it played a major role in it and then with people I understand when everybody's like, be yourself. Sometimes if you're, especially when you're newer to it and you're mm -hmm. not used to talking to a camera, cause it, it, you would think that it's something that's so simple and easy. It's nah, not. No. Like, it's a, even doing the podcast, like I had to learn how to like, how to not kind of drift off and like stare because it's like, oh yeah, I'm like actually looking at her. But not looking at her because so I like graze down to look at the screen, but then I'm like looking at the camera because that way it doesn't just look like I'm staring off all the time. Like these are things after you have, you just become conscious of. So it's not something that just comes naturally to people when they're like be yourself. And it's like no, like you guys kind of have to turn it up some. You got and then you gotta turn it on. Natural, yeah. And when it comes natural to you, then it's just like oh, you're already being that mode. You don't have to turn it on. Like it'll just be like this is my personality. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, so it's like you don't have to force it as much. Because uh, like I said, you'll just get more comfortable with it. Because you could see a lot of people's... That's how I used to uh, get better. I would stream, and then afterwards, I would watch my stream back immediately to see how I did. And I'd be like, oh. Like, that's how I learned when I mumble a lot. Mm. Or I slur, <laughs> I slur my words a lot. And so I was like, oh, like, People can't hear you. People can't understand you. <laughs> you might want to enunciate more. Like, it's one thing if that's part of your accent. But I was like, yeah. it was literally the nerves. So all my words just kind of... <laughs> like, it's like, you just learn these things. So it's not something that just comes easy. Yeah. Uh, 
And once you, like, present yourself and you're able to be more comfortable in front of the camera and be more just into yourself with it, then those people, uh, like, you get you get those people that enjoy watching you just because they know it's you. Yeah. Uh, like, that's plain, plain simple. Like, they just know it's you. Yeah. And, again, like, uh, having a community. Like, that is such a major role. Because when it's just you and you're just kind of like, eh, floating around, like, nobody, and I don't think a lot of people realize, they think that they just get on and, like, you turn the camera on and that's it. Like, this isn't TikTok. You make a funny video and then people, uh, you can put hashtags on it so that way it gets displayed within the algorithm. Uh, It's like, no, like, you actually have to talk with people and converse. Yeah. Uh, So that way people can get to know you get to know people in other chats. Yep. They'll come check you out. You'll check them out. So that way everybody becomes like a relationship. And like you actually form real relationships with these people and like you become friends and things like that. So yeah. So that's when you start supporting each other and like watching each other and they'll suggest you to people. You suggest other people to them. So it's like, it's a very symbiotic relationship. Uh, but you can't do that if it's just you, you trying to be a lone wolf. Right. <laughs> Turn the camera on and go, also, you see all this? You see all this? Like, it presentation is everything so that's another thing like you ain't gotta be fancy this is the little spinny glow behind me that didn't really cost anything um but like you it's very you yeah like (laughs) like why would i have a globe i wouldn't but like how mine i have like freaking head the headsets with like cat ears like that's very me yes (laughs) like you, you personalize it to you you make your channel feel like it's you so people get a sense of your identity uh and like a, just a sense of you and yeah yeah also yeah skibbity paps um but that's another thing i like wearing people i like supporting um gen- generally yes they're black owned businesses and black creators um but that's another thing is like what you wear uh how you set up your stream you don't have to sp- you don't have to spend you know hundreds of hundreds of dollars to like do this either like i said this was like fairly free um but just like kind of tweak your channel to how you want to present yourself um and that that's another way you can let your personality shine for the more introverted people like me um because talking on camera i remember to this day i i don't think i'll ever forget my first stream i barely talk (laughs) I, I mean, people showed up because, like, I did, like, kind of pop into other people's streams and, like, created pseudo-relationships at the time. Like, you know, y'all knew my name, but, you know, didn't know too much about me. And then it's, like, it took a couple people to, like, kind of bring me out of that show. It's like, oh, like, camera me. Oh, y'all won't... Y'all sure y'all want to know me? Y'all sure? Okay. And then, yeah, um... <laughs> That's kind of how it happened. Um, but yeah. Um, and that's the other thing, like having people, um, in your chat, like, you know, talking back to you, it does kind of ease the anxiety. Um, which I mean, I will say when you're trying to like, when you first start out, you got to get used to talking by yourself a little bit more or when you're in a slump, you got to get used to talking, uh, by, uh, Oh, thank you, Moon. Um, you gotta get used to talking by yourself a little bit more. Um, and for game players, that's kind of easy. You can just talk through the game and stuff. Uh, podcasting, actually, is easier, too. Um, like, 
more so like when you have a co-host because you just bounce off each other and get into a conversation. Um, yeah. But yeah, but it does help like, you know, with that interaction and I think it's easier to let your personality shine through more when uh, there are people, you know, in your chat. It doesn't have to be like a hundred. Um, you know, I'm I'm always good with the five to ten. Uh, so, but it's just good, like, yeah, it helps you get out of your head, exactly. So, um, kind of going into that, the whole community thing, I think, I think where you see, like, where coworkers, not competitors, you really see that in your community, more so than just broadly in, uh, on Twitter or on stream or Twitter, um, or just like Twitch in general, because like, as human nature, you kind of compare yourself to other people. Um, but having a solid community who supports each other and like has your back and like you will have people from that community showing up um, and supporting you, I think eases that sense of insecurity to where you're like, but how am I doing compared to this person? Which like, and they say it all the time, uh, I'm drilling, drilling it into my head as well, um, that you like people grow at different rates. So some person, someone might grow really fast. Somebody might take a little time to find their sea legs. So it just it it all kind of just depends. It's a very independent type of journey. I like that though that we are coworkers and not a uh, competition. Like because we really are. Like well, I don't know if that M was my very first view. And that was before we were even friends. <laughs> She saw that, that five minutes of hell of me trying my first, very first stream and she was in my chat and I kept looking at the number and I just kept seeing the name and I was just like, <laughs> and I didn't want to talk on chance. I didn't want to talk anything. So I just kind of got off, <laughs> but it was my very first view. Um, but it's like, and like, look at us now. Um, but yeah, it's like, you just you get to know these people we have fun with each other when you get with your groups like let's we have fun we help each other we motivate each other we have conversations with each other like i love jam to death just because every once in a while when he gives his little pep talks um and he like he literally will, will just like run down the list be like this is what this is like this is what i think your strengths are like and it's like good because it's very unprompted so it's good to hear yeah and like know that people are actually watching and like they're not criticizing you like they want to help you grow they want to like see great things from you and even if you don't want it to go to a certain point like if if you wanted to just be like boom this is it like this is all i want to do i don't want it to really grow as much but they're like well even if you don't want it to grow like be the best present the best that you can and like so it's like a pretty thing just because like again like we all help each other we don't compete yeah. with each other and you don't like I don't feel like jealousy or envy uh towards anybody else or towards me from people uh we it's great when we co-stream or like like how the podcast uh, that just happened uh and when we get together and play games together when we do uh the rank lists and things like that like when you find people that you genuinely have a connection with and it shows. So uh, how we are on stream is how we are off stream. So that's what makes it so effortless on stream. And that's what makes it your streams good too. Cause it's just like, it's nothing forced. 
So it's just like people got only so you've already shown your own personality, but then now when you add other uh, other personalities in, and you're they're your friends, you're like extremely relaxed. So like they see a whole different side of you, where it's just like oh like like y'all know I'm petty as hell. Uh, <laughs> I make jokes, I like do all that stuff, but then like when I stream with Mike, it's a completely different side of me because that's like a different portion that like he sees, but like y'all don't see all the time. Uh, just like when I do M socks, like when M was like, you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, cause that's like a whole side that I don't really showcase that much to be able to like talk about like politics and things like that and news and things like that, that people wouldn't know that like I'm actually comfortable doing. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, we get to do these things together and like you help each other grow. And that's why people, if you're listening and you want to stream or if you're watching and you want to stream, like find your community. I'm telling you, it makes a world difference. It really does. It really it, like, does. It truly does. And, and you don't have to, like, you don't necessarily have to just, like, be pigeonholed to just one community. Like, you can, like, go meet other people as well. Um, now, don't, don't be self-promoing in the chat. <laughs> um, don't do that. Unless they ask you if you stream, then you can answer yes. But um, generally, just... Just don't, just don't, don't be that person. Don't be that person. But, um, but also just like, kind of like insert yourself, kind of like let people get to know you, get, let other people get to know you. Uh, not you being stuck here, moon. Uh, <laughs> but let other people get to know you and, you know, just like branch out a little bit. Um, if you're comfortable, if you're comfortable, um, you know, if you're trying to like, just really uh meet other people and you want to like see what other creators are doing um it didn't work oh well and sometimes it don't work that's a, that's a lesson though sometimes it don't work moon i'd be seeing you on the streets <laughs> now moon i will put, pull up into random uh mario karts or marbles on stream and then your name is there <laughs> It's a clocking for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I love uh, you still. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, just like, like, find your community, but also don't be afraid to, like, uh, find other communities. Oh, Discord closeness. But, like I said, that's a lesson in itself. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but it, it does, it did kind of go into the how not to grow. Don't be self-promoing. Uh, don't if you don't if you do go into the discords. Uh, don't only use the self-promo channel. At least say good morning. Damn, there uh, <laughs> are some like say something uh, <laughs> other than I'm going live. Um, because it, it's not how you build. Now you, now you please, can get a shade of cuss. <laughs> like it's not how you build, and people take notice. Like. They notice. You don't think they notice? People notice what the, what goes on in Discord. So if you're only posting promos, they know. Like, yeah. Believe. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just. It's just one of those things. It's just like say something. Get to know. I mean, get to know 
who's behind the Discord, get to know like the mods, the admins, get to know the other people, like find common things to talk about, joke around with them. Like it's not it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not. Um <laughs> But no, like um because I I even like I even like have to check myself. I was like, did I talk in this Discord? I'm not using the self promo uh, today. <laughs> um, I have I have a thing of like I need to I need to be talking in there. I want to be like active uh, if I do decide to use self promo. Um, and I am still not really comfortable doing that because I was like, I don't want to look needy. I don't want to put myself out there. Eh, y'all kind of know me. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, so, so, gonna try and, or gonna circle back. So, how you feel, um, about the whole social media thing and, like, the advice of not, uh, don't just use your Twitch social media, basically, your, uh, your streamer Twitter, um, for example, to just, like, post about streamer stuff in Twitch or whatever streamer service you use. Makes a lot of sense just because uh, your other social media can be a way for people to get to know you. So if you're only t- posting about like I'm going live or we're gonna talk about this tonight, um, like and only Twitch news, so they don't people can't get a sense of your personality. Because uh, like you can actually get a sense of people personality from what is it 180 characters sir 280 now uh, like, like two, two two something 240 something two like something. <laughs> yeah like you can get it in that small bit of time like you can understand people and like see like when they're like their little quick wit or things that they retweet or like and think are like uh pictures that they share and things like that like you can get a sense of per, per person's personality so it actually does help and i think i agree that you should keep it to where like don't get super uber personal i mean unless that's like your thing um but i wouldn't get extremely personal but you can have it to where it's like that's like a small look into my life yeah but then also like but not enough to where it's like deep deep right but enough to where it's like you could know you get to know me uh and because it is if you're not talking to people day by day you can uh talk to them through the tweets you can like have conversations with random people because sometimes like they'll retweet you back or there's a a streamer and comedian that i don't even know i just think his videos are really funny and i've retweeted and he'll retweet your stuff and it's like oh cool like so it's like oh okay like these are things that people will take notice and that's why i was like well let me go check out his channel yeah i'm like because i was like i didn't realize he would actually retweet my retweet (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, like, it's just things like, like, little stuff like that can just uh, amount to so much over time. So you should definitely diversify your Instagram. Uh, well, like, I don't have super, super personal stuff, but uh, it's like, it's a peek into your life a little bit. Like, oh, okay. Uh, it's not only streaming clips. It's, it's not only, like, like, goodness, it's not only streaming stuff. Like, you can have your uh, personal things to show your personality. Yeah, like Show your I pet. have a prime example. <laughs> I don't want to say her name, but because I feel like as soon as I say her name, she's gonna pop up. But Katharina Jenkins, <laughs> <laughs> she's 
she cracks me up and like she her um things that she posts like from tiktok it has nothing to do with streaming but it's so funny and like you get to see her personality like that's her personality so when you know like if i check out her stream it's gonna be her <laughs> like that's i'm gonna that energy is going to match yeah. so it's just like things like that people will notice like oh okay <laughs> yes that <laughs> oh kitty cat that child <laughs> Um, right, let me just, just... <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean i agree with it like granted i'm mm -hmm. still trying to find the lane of like what do i talk about on twitter where i'll say too much um because yeah. i i i am uh kind of super private about my private life uh y'all kind of just know about cinnamon uh he's doing great by the way um <laughs> but um like i don't think anybody knows where i work <laughs> I haven't confirmed anything, so, um. That's the mystery behind you. <laughs> but, uh, just generally, it's just, like, and it's not, this is, like, advice, but also, like, kind of things I've just observed and, like, working on myself for the past couple months, so, um, just kind of getting, uh, my bad. Is it, is it okay there we go okay um pick update okay i got you i got you abby uh <laughs> but um no just um just still trying to find the balance of like so what to talk about on here other than, than uh twitch stuff because i like i said i kind of like the politics of twitch but sometimes they get to be a lot and i'm just like okay i need to get out of that what else y'all talking about um <laughs> So I I will retweet actual political stuff. Uh but if y'all know me, y'all know that's my brand cuz I kind of love doing that and shading politicians sometimes. Um or just like just the culture of it, not even just like certain politicians. Uh if I wanted to be toxic, I would have I would have shaded some people a while ago. But um I don't think I can do that. No wait, it's not election season. I can still do that. Um <laughs> So, get your home real quick, cause y'all is smart. First of all, um, let's get that one out. She is a smart black woman. Um, uh, like so that first and foremost, so she might not toot toot it too much, but I'm. A, first of all, that is completely M's wheelhouse. Like that, if you don't know her on a personal level, I'm telling y'all that is it. Uh -huh. Like she, this is her. This is definitely her lane she knows her stuff like smart and like and this like i don't like em is like it's like she is very intelligent she is very uh well thought like when she her opinions on things like they're very well thought out uh her viewpoints on everything and how she sees the world is like it's very interesting take it's like you can you'll enjoy having conversations with her. I was like, it's really like, it's just like, like we, you see her like lovely personality and everything. And like, she's just like, oh, it's M, but it's like, but it's so much more. Cause like, it's not, it's past the, oh, M. Like, M is so layered <laughs> and it's just great. <laughs> like, so yeah, like she's awesome. She's wonderful. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> 
Tell me be more ju than just a cute face. Thank y'all. I y'all y'all boosted me. I appreciate it. Um, but politics is my my wheelhouse. Um, so it's like yeah, I'll 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 talk about it because uh, nobody. I feel like people people are either at least. And I've created my own echo chamber, so there's that. But I feel like people really just like are just like this is important and equal rights for everybody, but they don't really get into the weeds of like, okay, but what's an actual solution? And I think that's something about me that I realized, like working where I work and just growing a little bit. I was just like, if y'all don't know me, I lean left, obviously. Um, and it's not that I disagree with what those qualities are what those values are it's just more so like um but we need like workable solutions and we do need to find a common ground with folks on the other side who aren't evil um because there are folks on the other side who aren't evil <laughs> um they just have different beliefs but eh, that's a whole other topic of how polarized we've gotten these days so um and I'm going to get back to that in just a minute in the, I think this is just don't care segment. I'm going to get back to that too. Cause I got something yeah. to say. Uh, <laughs> um, but anywho, um, yeah, just like kind of like just finding, finding the, the sweet spot of like letting people know who you are, but not oversharing unless you want to overshare. That's totally up to you. Um, I'm not an overshare. I undershare. <laughs> so, um, but just like finding the sweet spot of like just, you know, saying something funny or just getting into a conversation. Um, yeah, just jumping into people's conversation. I mean, say something valuable, but just jumping into people's conversations and like kind of showcase you. Um, yeah. That will that will at least like let people know you're not just out for views. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's common knowledge like, yeah, there are a lot of people who want to grow as a streamer. And partner is one of those things that's like highly lauded. But I think even people are starting to see it's like, yeah, you ain't gotta be partner. There's a streamer. Um, and while she has the viewership for partner, I don't know if she's applied yet or she will apply. I think she's like waiting to get it a little more stabilized. But she has gotten sponsorships. She has been on front page multiple times. Like you don't have to be a partner to get those opportunities. You just have to like, Put yourself out there and have good word of mouth um, and have a solid community who will back you. So um, another lesson that I'm like telling myself, because uh, I was one of those people of like, okay, so affiliate and eventually partner, right? And it's like, yeah, if it comes, it comes. I'm, I'm, I'm in the wheelhouse of if it comes, it comes. Um, so uh anything else on growth trends growing building communities anything like that the whole stream in itself uh, much on it just like like i said be yourself uh find a, your community grow let don't compare yourself to others uh let yourself grow at your own pace uh like and be okay with that like don't look at the numbers because it's really just gonna mess with your own psyche when you stare at them constantly. Like you don't need to do that. Uh, you really like unless you're trying to make an affiliate, you don't need to stare at them. Like just yeah, don't. after affiliate, just just throw it away. Uh, don't like, yeah, like because <laughs> at that point, 
when you're always worrying about it, then your people who watch you can kind of read it. So it's like, oh, your mood is only up when you have people in there uh, versus like, no, just be up all the time. Who cares? Like I could be talking to myself for two hours or I could be talking to 10 people. I can talk to five people. I can talk to one person. Like it doesn't matter. Like my personality is going to be the exact same. Uh, so like, it should always just be like that consistently. So like, don't worry about those things. If you don't put it in your mind, you're good to go. It's like, just do you find your wheelhouse, uh, play with, do either play or talk about what's comfortable to you first and then branch out. Uh, like, yeah. Or if you don't even know, if you have no direction, try everything until something sticks, like until you figure something out that feels comfortable to you. Uh, so like. You can grow, it's just, and again, it's not going to happen overnight. Like, I think we live in a society where you want that instant gratification, but we don't, like, that doesn't happen for every single person. And because it happens so, we see it and we feel like it happens so often because we see it so much. It's not that it happens so often, it's just that it's more accessible to see it. Yeah. Uh, so... Don't get down on yourself when like, like, oh, this person, I have more personality than this person. Why are they popping off? And like, they only did us like, well, maybe because they've been doing it for like three years versus you who've done it for like a week. Like, that's why they put in the work behind it. Oh, uh, so they, like, don't, they've just been yeah. just vibing with the whole community who, and that community happened <laughs> to be pretty big and they exactly. wanted to support them. Like, exactly. um, Ah, there was something that floated in my head and it floated right on out. <laughs> Can I get it back? Oh, you said uh, if you don't know what your wheelhouse is, try everything. Um, definitely agree with that. Like, don't y'all know I love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but I also am realistic enough to know if I just stream Kingdom Hearts content all the time, it, it the growth will not happen like I want it to. So. <laughs> Um, but also I just like, like playing different games. That's, that's just me generally. I like, uh, experimenting with different stuff. Um, which is how this came to be. Um, so don't be afraid to like branch out and experiment a little bit. Um, if you do want to like see what works for you. Um, and you may have to change up after months or even a year and that's okay. You can, it, it's, it's never, um, it's never too early or too late to rebrand. So, just another thing. Yeah. Rebranding, like, it's never too late to rebrand and, like, support people as they grow their brands. And, you know, the best way to support somebody as they grow their brand is when they have merch. And M has wonderful merch at empiredmusemerch.com that you can check out. If you're in the chat, you can click the link. If you're not, if you're listening or watching uh, off of the other services that is posted, you can go to empiredmusemerch.com. And that's my plug for the night. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. I think I think we we kind of wrapped up the Twitch watch for this week. I feel like something uh, will come out or has come out. Um, if not tonight, it'll probably come out in a couple of days where we'll have to talk about something. So until until next week, we'll see what Twitch has. Uh, if not, we'll stick with um general tips and tricks we might uh might go into like game gaming or something or uh design like 
what, what, what I want to say, overlay designs or something like that. Um, but for now, uh, alrighty, just don't care segment. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> so you want to start? Yep. <laughs> and, and I and I ducked the layup. <laughs> So, that orange Cheeto dust <laughs> decided to have words. <laughs> oh, so I don't, first of all, you're not president anymore, so like, just <laughs> chill out. I don't care what your politics are, like, if anybody's leave left or right. Y'all can't tell me that this man is just not annoying to, like, the fundamental core. <laughs> um, anyway, so, we all know that uh, Colin Powell uh, passed away. Yes, uh, due to complications from COVID. As we have, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, he's definitely a lion, what they call a lion um, of mm-hmm. uh, just diplomacy and uh, politics generally. Um, yeah, definitely a lion there. So made it made a yeah. huge impact. You, you, y'all see how M did that? <laughs> that that's, not, that's not what Trump did. Um... Yeah, it was the most unsincere, uh, insincere uh, public statement. Basically, just shitting on him, uh, attack, um, attacking his views and uh, talking down. Like you, just like speaking ill of the dead. Uh, but it's oh, uh, it's like saying like it's wonderful to see Colin Powell who made big, who made big mistakes. Uh, in Iraq, famously so-called weapons of mass destruction be treated in death so beautifully by the fake media news. What? Can't you just say, rest in peace, he was, uh, he was a decorated war veteran, da-da-da, like, like, go into it like that. Nope, you just had to come and show your ass, basically. Uh, nobody asked for this, yet you came and did it. Um, it makes no sense. Like, he just doesn't care. Like, why? Why? Aren't you in like Marlago? Like, why go sit in the golf course? Why you care? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Why do you care? Why do you? Like, nobody asked you for your opinion on this. Uh, somebody passed away. You say, "I send my deepest condolences to their family." He was a great man. He did this for the country, and you leave it at that. You take out your personal biases when it comes to things like that, because that right there, like, I'm petty, but that's like a whole different level of asshole. Um, it truly is like it makes no sense, and it—that's all he had to say. Exactly, that's, that's all he had to say. But like, but you just choose to just continue on. But that's also a way to keep your name in the media and your name to be out there, and just 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 to keep that going and to like rah rah and like to show what for what I don't understand. But just to keep yourself relevant, to keep saying these things. But to sit there, and that's just rude to, like, their families. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... And at the end of the day, like, no matter what, a lot of... Even, there are politicians who are... Not politicians, but, um... I forgot the reporter's names. I know you are a politician. One a politician. One's a Democrat, one's a Republican. They're actually married to each other. But... Oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Okay, I was like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, they're politicians. Uh, One was a politician. Okay, thank you. 
Because it kind of looks like Skeletor. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that job was good off so quick. But yeah, it's like you can have those different viewpoints and you can still respect one another. Because at the end of the day, even in politics, uh, before more recent years, when it got super nasty in politics, uh, they would be able to still come together at funerals and things like that and like respect one another and pay tribute to people together, no matter what goes on on the, on the House and Senate floor and things. But for you to just do things like that, like he's constantly undermining people, throwing people under the bus, talking out of term, like, for why? For why? It made it absolutely zero sense. He just doesn't care and like go back to the golf course. Hmm. Just like just go on, chill at the golf course yeah. and worry about your your federal cases going on and like <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, so so first off first off, this is this is the same man who Ended up getting uninvited from John McCain's funeral. Another lion, another statesman who was respected on both sides of the aisle. So, it sadly, it doesn't surprise me that he said some shit like this. Um, it was just more so like, it was more so the audacity to put it out as like a official statement from his desk. Um, if it were in just in regular tweet form, it'd be like, eh, whatever. Oh wait, I think he's still is he still suspended? On he's Twitter? still banned. <laughs> he's still that, banned. That's what it was. Okay. Uh never mind. Well <laughs> he can't <laughs> for good reason. Alright. So at any rate, um but no, uh basically what I wanted to say about this, like I think it's again very intellectually dishonest to bring up uh General Powell's mistakes when he said himself a few years ago it was like I know, because we all know, like, he was one of the architects of the uh, Iraq War um, with the whole weapons of mass destruction. Um, He did go to the UN and, you know, he testified that that was happening uh, over in Iraq with Saddam Hussein. But he did, he also came back and said, you know, I got bad intelligence. Um, That happens. I regret saying that. I would have done it differently had I gotten actual valuable intelligence. So it was a mistake. That's that's all. That's it. That's all. Um, all the news stations, well, not all of them. Uh, most of the news stations brought that up and kind of as a reminder of like, yes, he was an arti- architect, but he also regretted his mistakes. Yeah, he's human. Um, but it's just more so like to to use that against him. And I actually saw this on both sides of the, well, it, it was mostly Trump who did it uh, on the right side, but I did see some of that on the left side as well. And it was just like, see, that's the thing I'm talking about where you are, are, are some politicians horrible? Yes. Are a lot of them horrible? Yeah, likely. But there are also some who are doing what they believe is good work and who are human and you can have a common, uh, basically a common bond, a common uh agreement with them on something let's not forget that when the iraq war was popping off after the september 11th attacks that was a highly bipartisan vote that was a 93 to 7 vote if i have my numbers correctly so everybody kind of got i mean 
understandably so because you know um because the attacks like like stuck in the hearts and minds of like everybody in america for months and years to come um but that was a very highly bipartisan decision it wasn't like uh these uh schmoes going up to the capitol on january 6th for something that wasn't even true it's it's different so that's my little rant um basically it's like if you if you want to um if you want to examine the life of a statesman because everybody i mean that's american culture at this point examine the life of a statesman but examine it holistically don't just like pinpoint on that one thing and be like well you're going to hell for that um or to be like well he he was he was bad because of that decision especially when he came back and said it was a mistake um because it's the only up to it that increases the humanity for him for me for me um i'm gonna get dragged by liberals it's okay <laughs> uh <laughs> Protect you. <laughs> uh, but uh, anywho, yes. Um, obviously we know Orange Shield does don't give a shit uh <laughs> at all. Um, he also uh did the regular or not regular insult, but he did the insult of Colin 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 Powell Rhino, which uh stands for Republican in name only. Which I guess they use. Is that the Republicans' version of the N-word? Because, like, that seems to be the worst insult you can call them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's like with saying it with the hard R. Like, that's their <laughs> way. <laughs> but, um, granted, while, uh, actually after the January 6th attacks, Colin Powell did say, um, <laughs> um, Violent. Oh, Tony Baker. Wait, what's the move? We're I going forgot to that was playing. We're going to swim over uh, there. Oh up. man! I My forgot school. I mean, I would have stayed back. I mean, you want to go, Shannon? You got, you got, wait, you got guns. you go ahead. Y'all want me to stay with the car since I can't swim? You go ahead. So you need to see the action. So. Oh. Okay. Yo, go ahead, Shannon. Yay! That was funny. Yes, I have my little commercial breaks for when people do shoutouts. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, da, 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 da. Rhino, oh, Rhino with the hard R, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so Colin Powell actually renounced his party after the January 6th attacks. He actually says, like, I don't identify the Republicans because they need to get their shit together. I'm paraphrasing. But that's basically what he said because so many Republican politicians were defending or at least plausibly denying uh that the attacks were based on a lie so um so him so 45 calling him a rhino wasn't it it was like kind of incorrect uh because he it didn't matter at that point um but also it's just it kind of shows like the type of politician or statesman, I'll call him statesman because he wasn't really into politics like that. He didn't run for anything, but he was a statesman still and did align more with Republican administrations, at least before pre pre 2016. So, um, 
it kind of showed like the the complexity that these politicians kind of used to have um where it was like you know it wasn't really a monolith where you had to like be wholly against one party um you could be complex and he and to uh not necessarily to his credit but like he actually endorsed uh obama when he first ran for president and he later endorsed biden uh in 2020 um and he worked with various administrations republican and democrat so um yeah uh it's just it's it's just a very interesting turn of how polarized it's become and granted while the while people were like more complex about politics and like a little more nuanced back in the day i understand back in the day not everybody had rights um and it was like it it they got alone but it was kind of like at the expense of marginalized communities so it'd be nice to kind of have that same cohesiveness but when marginalized communities have more rights now these days so but i don't know if that would happen uh because of how much polarization there is so but again we could talk about polarization all night speaking of polarization actually i did have one for the just don't care segment and I even hate, I I don't like bringing people like this up because they don't care, clearly. But they do it for the views, for the outrage views or outrage engagement or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it did, it it was kind of a thing. It was just like the audacity of you or calcacity, should I say. So Tucker Carlson, don't ever watch his show. Um... <laughs> But he made a snarky remark about Secretary Pete Buttigieg because, you know, he and his husband actually um, just uh, adopted, uh, I want to say twins. Um, I know they're little girls. Yep. So yeah, a twin. Um, and Secretary Pete was like, I'm taking paternity leave. And Tucker Carlson was like, oh, well, I don't how I don't know how uh, Secretary Pete's taking leave for breastfeeding. I need... I guess we need an update on that. It was just like, so that's what you think leave, like at least generally maternity leave is all about. Just like, Oh yeah, I gotta be at home to recover and breastfeed. Um, at a time when like more families are advocating for paternity leave so that the dad can stay home and have that bond with the kid as well. Uh, obviously, you know, obviously it was very misogynistic and had the homophobic overtones. Uh, overtones, I said. <laughs> um, <Not> under over. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, I know it was an outrage gimmick. I get it. But, bro. Bro. Like, even your former co-worker, um was also an advocate for maternity paternity leave for the for the uh federal push for 12 weeks it, it was granted granted it was after she had her baby of her own i'm um, talking about megan kelly kelly and this was like years ago but um granted it was after she had a kid of her own which again shows like you don't care about issues till they affect you uh but it's just it this is a fairly agreed upon thing of like no yeah it's fine 
it's fine. I don't know why he wanted to create false far-right outrage over this. But, I mean, also he, he doesn't care. Got any thoughts? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, homophobic type com uh type comments that he made just because it is like like you said like paternal leave is not about just breastfeeding it's about making a bond with your child that's what that time is for you don't just have your baby and then ship them off and i mean like some people do but uh you don't just ship them off to the nanny and keep it rolling like no you need that time to bond with your child uh so that's the reason why he has um why he needs that time so that it's like yo well, like yeah my husband's at home with the babies but i would like that time as well so it makes sense it's logical and more companies should allow that just because uh it lessens the load on the parent that stays home with the child notice people i said parent and not just mother because it doesn't always be a mother nope it can be whatever <laughs> it can be anybody you could be the stay-at-home dad. You could be the stay-at-home mom. You could be the stay-at-home whatever if you're non-binary. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> um, but that's, that's a conversation. Ugh. But yeah, I'm like, he wanted to take paternity leave so he could get to know his children. Plain and simple. Um, it's it's really not that ludicrous of an idea. His comments were just stupid. Um, Sometimes people just ugh, white men sometimes will make comments and out of place, and that was not the time nor the place, and he just inserted himself uh, to make it the time and the place, and yeah. <sighs> like she said, don't watch his show. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you lean that way, sure, but I'm not gonna advertise mm. and play. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I I typically don't yuck your yum, but I might yuck that yum. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, all right. Weekly roundup. So it's basically a couple of things. Um, so first off, Freedom to Vote Act was blocked. Uh, today I believe. Um, but the John Lewis voting rights bill is on deck for next week, which we have been advocating for for a minute. Um, so Republicans blocked a separate election bill, Freedom to Vote Act, uh, 49 to 51. Um, and it would have said national election standards, place new requirements for online ads and prevent partisan gerrymandering. Um, so it is different from the John Lewis voting rights bill. I don't know if they have the votes for it. I I will say that. I don't know if they have the votes for it. It would be nice if Democrats, like, you know, decide to go nuclear on it and do just um simple majority. Um, but I don't know if that's their in, in their strategy. Um but the voting right, rights bill that would be named after Lewis would update the Voting Rights Act to strengthen sections uh of the nineteen sixty five law that would gutted by the Supreme Court's decision in 2013 of Shelby versus Holder. Um, and basically required Justice Department 
department's pre-clearance uh, before some states could change voting laws. And the 2021, uh, I feel like that's Brunovich uh, versus the DNC, Democratic National Convention or Committee um, decision, which advocates, uh, which advocates believed uh, weakened Section 2 uh, that focus on racially targeted voting policies, which we know is happening at, at this point every week, it feels like. Um, so, like I said, it, it, I don't know if they have the votes for it. They It might be filibustered. Um, I don't know if Chuck Schumer has something up his sleeve to go nuclear uh, with the simple majority. So, hard to say. Um, I do hope it gets passed, but I just don't know. Got any thoughts? This disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like, like they're repressing our right to vote. Like you would think it would just make complete and total sense to like pass these things and this shouldn't even be a conversation, but yet it has to be because that's the day and age that we live in. Uh, and you're always hopeful for this, but realistically, I, I don't put too much into your hopes for these just because yeah. people, people gone people and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think overall those on the right kind of want a minority rule, um, I mean, I'm sure ideal, ideally they want it to be a permanent minority rule, but they they would want a minority rule, uh, which kind of answers their strategy of filibustering this, um, even though the implications for that might hurt their constituency and might hurt their outreach efforts if they have any outreach efforts, because they did at one point. They they were trying. They were they were trying, and you know, twenty sixteen threw that all out the window. So, um, yeah. Uh, this is not the way to get more voters, more diverse vote voters. If that's what you're really after, um, no, let's crush them all. I think I think that's her strategy. Okay, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, next up we got MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, all their movies got delayed. Uh, <laughs> so, all of them. Well, most of them. Uh, Doctor Strange 2, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, uh, Indiana Jones 5, which is not Marvel, but it is part of Disney, and Disney has Marvel now, um, is also delayed. So, they, from the looks of it, they've gotten delayed about three-ish months. Yeah, about three or four months. Um, so everything... So, for example, Doctor Strange was delayed from March 2022 to May 2022. So, um... Oh, thank you for the hydrate, Abby. Yeah. Uh... I'm kind of sad about that, but uh, I'll be more patient, I guess. But the delays really happened, like, right after, uh... Which, which trailer dropped? And they just had him shook it. Uh, mm. The trailer just dropped for something. Was it DC related? There was DC was. fandom that happened this past weekend. But as I can't remember what it was. 
But literally, a trailer dropped for something else, and then it was like around the same time when like Doctor Strange is supposed to, was supposed to come out, and then all of a sudden it got pushed. If it was Black Adam and it had Doctor Fate in it, is that what you're thinking about? Maybe. Great value, Doctor Strange. Okay, so quick aside, I actually haven't read the comments of Doctor Fate, so I. I, I mean, I know he's kind of integral at some plot points in, of the Injustice timeline, but outside of that, I was like, I don't know how integral he is, so I just refer to him as Great Value Doctor Strange, because, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if it was that, that, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a factor, but, because I think they did give a reason. Um... Or did they give a reason? If they did, I did not copy and paste it. I feel like they gave a reason, though, for their delays. I know a lot of times, sometimes, competition is... Oh, Batman! Batman dropped! That's okay, what it was. was. Batman? Oh, okay. my God. Yes, Batman dropped, and then all of a sudden the world was like... <laughs> and then... I'm not saying that's directly related, but I just feel in my spirit that it might be just because it they're supposed to drop around the same exact time. Yeah. So by um, that's a competition at that point. So if they see the hype around just the trailer, our first initial look uh, after all these months of people talking shit on Robert Pattinson being Batman, and then we see our actual first footage of it, and everybody's like, ooh. And it's not the reaction that they thought it was going to be. So when you're like, oh, well, we're a direct competition and we're going to have a movie coming out around the same exact time, you might not want that's That's not... Certain movies are like, yeah, we can go against. But yeah. like, that's not something that you kind of want to go toe-to-toe with just because it's like, oh, that's our same exact fan base. So it's going to yeah. be really split. Yeah. And you're going to really see like where, where it lies. So, yeah. I feel like fans would go see both, though. They would, but, you know, like, one would be over the other. So if they came... Kind of like like with Disney and Pixar, like, when they'll have similar movies come out at the same exact time, but one will do better than the other. Yeah. Like, and it'll always just be that way, because you'll be like, yeah, yeah, eh." like, they came out the same exact time. (laughs) Like, yeah. That makes sense, like. Yeah, like if they tried to release Justice League and Avengers at the same exact time, that wouldn't be fun. Because it's like... I, I think we just all go see Avengers. Um, <laughs> see, I'm a DC person. I, I'm, I'm a DC fan too. I'm also a DC fan. But, <laughs> you know, Snyder left and... Um... Yeah. <laughs> it's a little... when It's the fact that they gave us a taste when they're like, we're gonna back and finish these movies how he's supposed to. We're like, cool. We're like, so he's going to do the other ones, right? And like, no. Yeah, he gave it inside huh? of the Injustice timeline, and I was so sad. We're like, but the movie makes sense now. And you're like, yeah. That's all you're getting. And it was leading to something else, and we were just like, but more? No, no. Shut up. <laughs> like, no seconds for you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, I just think, but it sucks that a lot of these are delayed because one, movies in general were uh, movies in general were delayed uh, because of COVID, right? And like, 
they weren't able to film and then the theaters were shut down so then it had to be moved to people doing streaming services which personally i love that movies come out on streaming services now rather than going to the theater because i have not been back in the theater yet besides going to see when we rented when we rented the theater out to oh see yeah back to the, back to the future like that's last time i went to movies um and that was because it was our own personal bubble right <laughs> it was just us um but yeah like i i like that i like the convenience of watching it at home like chilling can pause do all that stuff yeah I can um my short cloudy short shorts right <laughs> and not get banned <laughs> and not get banned um but it's like you can chill at home and so with the delays it's like you get excited because things are opening back up they're filming more now um and so it's like oh yeah like these things are coming i'm excited for it and then it's like delay <laughs> oh wait what yeah wait extra time now <laughs> uh, what will i do until then but I feel like the people who don't watch anime and who just watch movies, now they're getting a taste of like what anime watchers. <laughs> yeah, I feel for them. <laughs> this, this is like this is how this is with anime. Still, be like, uh, so we're gonna have to put on new season delayed. How long? A year. Oof. It's like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm patient. I can wait on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you you um, brought up a topic you wanted to talk about, or at least touch on. Um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, cause we're gonna move lightly on that one. Um. So Dave Chappelle. Uh, we all know that he came up with the comedy special. He made some comments and some jokes on there that see it's, it's hard to even say how you want to say a statement see <laughs> yeah no um he made some uh, he made some jokes yeah and some comments uh that were yeah they are like they're so what happens is that it becomes you People may think it's a joke and it's funny, mm -hmm. but then it actually is very harmful to the trans community itself just because these are people that are put in danger. Right. Uh, when people, like, and just because you don't mean things in a certain way doesn't mean that others won't well, use your words as a weapon. Exactly. Um, so, like, and that's where the issue lies. Yes. It's because there are people literally dying every day. Mm hmm Um... And to make light and to make jokes about it when, because you'll get, like, as black people, we would get offended and angry if um, a white comedian was, like, making jokes about, like, black people. Yeah. And, like, even but if it wasn't something, like, super racial, but it was, like, like oh, like, oh, da da da, like, making, or just making a statement. And, and the, the times that we live in now, that's since it is so racial, a lot of things are racially charged, and we're seeing like black people die uh, on the news like weekly. Uh, so it's just not something that you would find funny, like those who are affected by it. Yes. Um, and to like kind of just 
play it off like, oh, like, and everybody has their freedom of speech, yes. But the whole conversation around it is just like, hey, sit down and let's have a conversation. So the employees at Netflix actually staged a walkout today. Um, and it was spearheaded by, uh, it was helped organized by uh, Ashley Marie Preston. Mm-hmm. And they were speaking on it and just kind of speaking out because they um, wanted Netflix to really kind of take in consideration their LGBTQ plus uh, employees and the people who are like, working on these, the people who are watching it through the viewers and like mm-hmm. just people in general within the community. And like seeing that it does have such a negative impact in that just because somebody says like, whatever, like, no, like it does. It's just a really fine line because I know with comedians themselves, they always say like it, like they should be able to talk about whatever and make jokes. But at the same time, too, when you're not in it, when it doesn't directly affect you, you think about it differently. Yes. When it affects you when you're a part of a community when you are a part of it you have a completely different mindset um and it's just kind of hard and then at the, to the point even to where um Miss Preston uh said I, I don't want to misgender her because I she's fem, uh, they're feminine presenting but I don't know if their pronouns are she and her gotcha um but uh they said that they uh, like tried to even reach out to Dave Chappelle and see like if they could have a conversation with him, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just been like a kind of like nothing back. Uh, so they really they just want Netflix at this point to just be more accountable for their actions, just because it's just like okay, like no, but we are hurt by this. Can we have a conversation about this? Can yeah. we do something about this? Just because it's become a thing where people are just kind of like, oh, oh, whatever, like, it's fine. But literally, like, there are so many unsolved cases of, especially black trans women Mm -hmm. who are dying and nobody cares. Right. So it's just very hard to like, yeah, like it's, uh, yeah, like what started out as something so light that could have just been resolved so long ago. Yeah. It's just kind of snowballing and yeah. like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate side to it is that if Netflix already put it out, then they knew what they were doing. And I don't think they're going to revoke that decision. Um, now, will they put anything else out along those lines? I don't know. Um, and you know the the comedic rule the the rule in comedy world is like funny trump's offensive um but like you said when when it's at a group that you don't understand which he made very clear he didn't understand but when it's at a group that you don't understand and you're not a part of um who are literally being killed for who they are it is different and to me, the way I think about it, um, and like, I would only feel comfortable diving deeper, deeper into it. Like and have an actual podcast on it. If we had someone from the trans community who could like kind of help mitigate or not mitigate, but like kind of help moderate the conversation, um, and give their insight. Uh, 
but the way I think about it with the reaction and what happened is like I I think of it as like it's a system of escalation right so what Dave thinks is a joke um you know regular people who don't necessarily care or like you know just go on about the lies will take it the same way but there are people who um actively hate and don't like this group and don't care for this group and don't care if they live or die so that system of escalation of like dave tells a joke that uh hits the trans community um kind of you know in in the realm of i don't i don't get i don't get you and i don't get why you're doing this uh and i think that's that's a lot of it too is like how he phrases the joke is a lot of i don't get you and i don't get why you're doing this because like you said if it were a white comedian framing a joke like that to black people we we wouldn't take that um so uh when it's framed that way in kind of our ignorance uh then there are people who are more influenced by him who will take that make it into a whole talking point um kind of alter their view and or influence their view of how they see trans people um which then snowballs into how they treat trans people versus implicit bias uh then it gets to be explicit when they're especially if they're in an echo chamber chamber and there are people around them saying the same things um then it gets more explicit uh and then it could snowball into a situation where you know they do something like like they basically say something or act out against a trans person or um uh even hurt them or even worse so it's that's this that's the system of escalation that i feel like is going on and i feel like that's what trans people are trying to say of like no we get you want to make jokes but also like when you're attacking it feels like you're attacking who we are as a people and our identity and that snow snowballs into other people not validating us as who we are if that makes sense um but i mean we already know dave said he didn't care uh and that's kind of and it's kind of the bad part too because like i didn't even know i knew the walkout of netflix was happen was happening today i didn't even know that it was supposed to be a solidarity don't turn on netflix subscribers if you're subscribed to netflix don't turn it on uh i didn't realize that was also part of it uh until i read read up on it earlier today i was like oh that happened too um so there's that and i know a lot of people like regular cis hetero people are gonna say or or even just cisgender people um they're probably thinking along the lines of like well just don't watch it it's a little more than that uh because netflix has a very broad reach um yeah it's very broad it's been around almost 20 years now uh so when you think of the numbers and think about the numbers that that does when people watch like when people have tuned in to watch a special like that's a lot of influence uh which again that kind of contributes to that escalation effect but uh and at the end i believe he was trying to frame it as let's have a conversation or let's meet in the middle um i mean 
if that's his intention intention great i just think it should have basically been presented a totally different way with moderators um which i mean you know, i get he's a comedian so like that that's probably not what he's thinking about but it was one of those like no nah, this isn't i don't think this is a format to really do it in or maybe even have us have some more trans comedians with you and come up and like maybe have it that way as like a panel um there were better ways to do this as well is yeah clearly um why he can't just punch up he, so that was interesting because he actually commented that uh he he wasn't you know really targeting the trans people he was more, more so targeting white people but it was just like it didn't come out that way though until you said that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, it just, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but on brighter, brighter news in Atlanta is Little Nas X Day. Yay! <laughs> he got his own day in Atlanta. Nice. <laughs> and his, uh, yeah. his song industry baby hit number one. Yup, that's a lot. It's a lot of Atlanta news. <laughs> Yeah, but um, did anything else else happen this week? This past week, I feel like it's been long but short. Uh, the only other ridiculous thing that is truly ridiculous, um, because now there is no more Kanye West. It's just yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. He legally changed his name to Yay, so that is his name. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Artist formerly known as Kanye is now Yay. I mean, in fairness, Prince did the same thing, although Prince didn't get a interesting haircut and put on a whole face mask. Um, but own rights to his own name. So that yeah. was like a whole musical move, too. Like, that was. For the longest, that's why he was Prince, like uh, Prince of Revolution, Prince, and then like the artist formerly known as Prince because he did not own his own name to use that right. And then he changed his name to just the little the, the symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, yeah. But everybody was like, "That's Prince," because he did not, own, he did not own the right to use the name Prince. Like, yeah, that's hey, Tina Turner fought for her name. Right. She said, "I'm gonna get. If anything, I'm taking my name." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, he's but, just yeah. uh doing whatever. Um, and like I say, he got a. I don't know if that's like his gonna gonna be his, like permanent hairstyle what he's doing but uh debuted like i said an interesting haircut that was kind of patchwork um but it was meant to be patchwork uh and was walking around with the face mask that looked like michael myers it wasn't it just looked like it (laughs) he's real special yeah yeah (laughs) I think I only heard one song from his album so far, and that was only because it's on the radio. And I'm good with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> After, um, I listened to Yeezy. After Yeezy, I just kind of fell off on Kanye West because his shenanigans. 
start to outweigh the music and it's just like eh. yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair i i mean i was kind of tuning in because oh jesus is king because i was kind of interested in like okay how are you doing this gospel thing it was like okay the songs weren't bad um so and some of the su stuff from his sunday service was like okay i see i see the remixes i see the production but generally yeah the shenanigans kind of outweighed it i didn't i haven't really really listened to like hits uh from an album since beautiful dark twisted fantasy because jesus and jesus is king kind of came and went i don't remember really a hit coming off of that easy the uh Jesus. this is only uh that album <laughs> was it Jesus? yeah Jesus. yeah because that was the one with like no um album like art or anything it was just a clear cd that was it yeah uh yeah that was like the last of it where he had like I, I feel that he had stuff that was like heavily, heavily played more. But yeah. Yeah, that's fair. He yeah, he does the most. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Life of Pablo came after that and it was like eh. eh. And I was like eh. <laughs> King and I felt We've had this conversation on, I think, on a different stream or something, but we've had this conversation. Yeah. Just. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, diff it's very different. And I know, like, as an artist, they grow. And, like, but just because an artist grows, you have to like how they grow into it. So yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Like, I just don't enjoy how he grew as an artist so yeah <laughs> i got a doom commercial ah what up mike uh also <laughs> hey aj i typed deny in the chat um i wish he would have talked to somebody about his mom that's that yeah that's my biggest wish but uh yeah it's just it's yeah his artistry has taken an interesting turn to say the least which is kind of like but i wonder where you're going with this but also yeah. it's like i'm kind of off your music like i said i feel like i feel like maybe one song that's been playing on the radio is the only one i've heard from his album and i don't even know i heard there were good reviews about it um but i just haven't listened Zendaya is in it? Really? Yes, she is. I cannot wait. Because I read that book in like... Yeah, it was like probably sixth grade. Uh, and I have it. The original. And I read multiple books. Because it's a series of books. So, doing his bomb. Uh, I can't wait for it. About to I'm gonna watch it. Nice. Sun... Day or a Sunday, I think we said Saturday, Sunday. Okay. <laughs> One of those days. Yes. So yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Last thing. Uh. Actually, I don't know if you've seen all of it. Did you watch all of Squid Game yet? I've not seen a piece of Squid Game. Seriously? Not a piece of it. Yeah. 
Actually, I I don't. Well, I don't know if it will be in your taste, cause. But it's like, oh no, it is. I can't wait. Okay, watch Quick Game. <laughs> Mike, make her watch Quick Game. <laughs> behind on so many Lord. I'm behind on so many shows and books and movies <laughs> uh, and things that I'm supposed to watch that I have not watched and then um but I've been watching Sabrina Teenage Witch again um but I should be watching other things <laughs> but yeah yeah oh dang I didn't finish Mandalorian see Lord <laughs> Squid Game, the the memes alone, they're really funny. You gotta watch it for the memes because it's so much funnier. Like after you watch it, well, like the one meme that I saw that I start cracking up with because I get the context of it with the girl and the thing. If you um like the red light green light game, but yeah, you die. so like I get that, and then but it was just so funny because they it's like a Doctor Who reference they put in it. Uh, with the weeping angel, so like, oh, I do remember that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was cracking up. I was like, oh yeah, they're winning for sure. Weeping always win. <laughs> well, we might talk about Squid Game once Jay watches it. Uh, by then it'll be Christmas. Um. <laughs> I should be streaming that. In the, well, I'm really watching Baruto right now. <laughs> you were watching Baruto. I'm like, I'm like killing it too. I'm like in it, in it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> not New Year's. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Okay. It's it seems really good, and everybody's just like, oh. so yeah. Stay. <laughs> well, yes, Baruto over everything else. It caught my eye. <laughs> it caught my eye. It did catch and your I eye. Not grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma twenty twenty two. I mean, yeah, I got a couple things to watch and read. So yeah. Lord. Uh, don't, don't be messy. Look, you're putting me out on front street. <laughs> I'm naming this stuff. You know what I have to know about Breaking Bad either. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>